Welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Banes podcast. We're wrapping up the round that was. I'm joined by Daniel and Mooney. How are we, boys? Yeah, good, mate. Very good, Burmo. Brilliant week. Glad to hear it, gentlemen. Round seven done and dusted. Some massive victories. The ambush continues, if anyone was wondering. Um, oh, I bet but, you'd be happy. Oh, very mate, happy. very happy man. Happier than some people on the panel, I'd say. Mooney, how you how you holding up? Um, yeah, great. Great. Penrith had a did, win, so I was happy man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Brandon Trot now? As, as a Raiders fan, did you feel ambushed? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, yeah. Charlie, Charlie called it. Bloody called it on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I'm blaming Charlie. That, that was the issue. Big, big losing streak coming for the Raiders, apparently. It's got magical powers. Yeah. Charlie's hot take. She called Kate Wells big game as well. The other on her last hot take as well. Yep. She's um she's on a streak here. Yeah, um, not too bad. Yeah, doing all right. Um all right, let's get into it. Let's talk uh Panthers and Knights. Uh boys, how'd you see the game? Oh, I will Looks kind of one-sided for me. Um, Panthers dominated this whole game, uh, and you can see the whole way through this fantasy stats as well. Um, just diving right into it, Nathan Cleary again. You know, as you've said, Tom. You know, a couple of times, I think you said he's, he's not a bad footy player actually. Um, now he is eighty-seven. <laughs> it's um, under his average, so you know it's a bad, bad game from Nathan. <laughs> but um, no. <laughs> strange to hear that. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> Honestly, Nathan, lift, mate. You're robbing your fantasy owners. Only 87. <laughs> yeah, might lose some coin this week. Don't know what his break even is. <laughs> he's made coin and his break even is still around the 50s. Like, God, oh, he's not slowing down. Disregard them. <laughs> <laughs> um, another big game from, you know, Brian Toe. He had oh, only four tackle breaks today. As it likes to be his 15 or whatever he had last week. Something ridiculous. Um, Dylan Edwards, good to see him back. He kicked things off um, pretty well with a 59. Um, Stephen Crane back to centre looked so much better. He was so yeah, I thought I really liked um the look of Stephen Crane. Um might be at a juicy price um for a pick up as well, finish centres. I don't I don't know what he's at. Um I like to look at him anyway. He's at four hundred and twenty K at the moment. He's dropped a he's he's dropped about seventy K from his starting price. Uh 70, only seventy K. Yeah, only seventy K. He was just over a tick over five hundred K, I think, when he started. Do you think he's going to score well? Like, he scored a try in this game as well. So if you take away his attacking stats, he still scores about a mid-50. I mean, 40, sorry. Um, a juicy. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anything over juicy. a 35. Anything over a 35 for me in centers is I'm happy. I'm pretty happy. 40 ideal. Um, yeah, no, that's good for... Someone who's probably definitely a keeper season, season yeah. long. I really like that. I think you'll just need to see him do that week in, week out. Because like for the last five or six rounds, he scored low 30s, even I think less than 30 in some occasions. So if you can keep that up, sure. If he keeps that up in base stats, yeah, he's definitely a go. But I wouldn't go him straight away. Like he got 20 tackles and he hasn't done that since round two. So um, yeah, but definitely since one last played centre. Was that really that yeah. long ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> so is that workhorse getting him? <laughs> Just have have a look at that Panthers starting side though. You look at those fantasy points. The 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 only two from that starting side that didn't crack a forty were Charlie Staines and Kickout. Like everyone else got at least forty. Justice. Like. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like just that's about. just ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Have a, have a gaze at it. It's it's mind boggling. 
Yeah, um, Ash, Daniel, talk us through the Knights as well. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that one-sided. I honestly thought the Knights kind of stuck it to them um, there for a little bit. Um, defensively, they held strong, but yeah, they just couldn't hold it out for the whole 80. Um, I just think they just lacked in attack a bit. I don't think Blake Green and Kurt Mann had much attacking spark, but geez, it came from Ponga most of the time. Um, I Kurt Mann that's looked the... good, personally. Yeah, uh, I thought yeah. Kurt Mann was all right. Again, he gave kick our fits. <laughs> he wasn't too bad, but like... In terms of like those last kick options, like those last play options, he, I don't, I don't know. They just didn't seem to be clicking for the Knights. Um, and I guess that's the problem when you've got everything going through Ponga. Um, it's pretty easy to read the attack, and you've got to make sure that um, you've got you know multiple facets to score through. And if it's just going through what Kurtman and Ponga, and most of the time it's Ponga, it's pretty easy to read. Um, but and then again, they did play quite well. Um, I mean, like you said, Kurtman did okay, scored. 83, you know, not too bad. Okay. Um, came a lot from kick meters and tackle busts as well. So um, pretty good signs there that he's kicking a lot, even with Blake Green in the squad. So it uh, might be a, a decent option. I mean, you take away the attacking stats there and he's still got about a 60. So uh, could be a good one looking uh, at going forward, only around the four, uh, 520K mark. So pretty cheap for a half. And especially with some of the injuries that are going around, um, could be a good uh, player to, you know, pick up Chuck on the bench, even if he's going to be popping out 60s. So that's pretty good. Uh, Jaden Braley, 71, pretty good, consistent as ever. Tyson Frizzell and Mitch Barnett um, is back up there. So, yeah, they scored quite well, both 57s. Uh, outside of that, there's some bit bit disappointing from Connor Watson and David Clemmer not being able to hit 50, uh, especially Connor Watson, knowing that most people have him. He's Still did quite... 39 at half time, though. That's the killer. Yeah, I think half time. He's, yeah, he did right. a stint on the sideline, though, in the second half, um, and he played most of the first half, I believe. So, um, the first half. Yeah, so he, he spent most of the second half off. So, um, yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to get the whole game from Locke anyway, so I think that's pretty fair score considering how dominant the Panthers were. Um, then, yeah, Daniel Safidi struggled. I think... It's it's it was one of those games where a lot of the forwards for the Knights struggled. They were really struggling to get meters. So, um, yeah, and the Panthers, as you said, just dominant as ever. But I think that's really it for the game. The one thing I took out of this from the Knights was when his fantasy scores is Bradman Best for me didn't do heaps, and he still ended up in a forty-seven. So he's still proving himself to be a season-long keeper as well. If you can splash the cash and pick him up, um, just the only thing I wanted to point out. And Callum Ponga, I honestly didn't think he did heaps. So 40 for me is Caelan Pong hitting his absolute base because um, I didn't think he did a whole lot. Had one run where he got a line break assist or something like that, a couple of tackle breaks, but um, and that was about it. So that's for me, is where Caelan Pong bottoms out, um, which is a decent score still, um, to be fair, in my opinion. Yeah, it's good to see, like you're talking about Bradman Best there, it's good to see when, when a centre or a winger are getting enough tackles and run metres to hit about 30 to 35, they're generally like the top tier um, winger fullbacks to have. And then you've got the likes of like Brian Toto who can't not break tackles. So um, yeah, that's one thing to look at. And yeah, if Bradman Best keeps hitting that, he's going to be scoring 40s and 50s plus depending on his attacking stats. Yep, 100%. Um, let's move on to, get ready for a cliche, boys. Uh, Titans was Rabbitohs. It was a game of two halves. Uh, in particular for our man Dave Fafida. Daniel, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, boy, did they have a great game or what? Like, Fafita scoring three tries and those last two tries coming in the space of, like, two or three minutes, it was incredible. Um, he ran through, I think, seven players to score his second try um, off off a 10-metre tap. 
it was ridiculous. I don't know what they were thinking. How how did they not tackle him from ten meters out? But then again, it's the he's... second time he's done. He did it against the Knights as well. Yeah, he, he's, he's a ten meter tap specialist. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, it's a set play. Yeah, I bet everyone was disappointed seeing that he was what on ninety one at halftime, and he only got one hundred and seven. Geez, that's uh, that's disappointing. He, I was hoping he would like crack on and get to about the one twenties, one thirties mark, but uh, maybe set a new record. Didn't quite get there, unfortunately. But yeah. To his credit, still had three tries and 11 tackle busts. So uh, well done, David Fafita. Corey Thompson as well played quite well. Um, had a big part in that try for Jamal Fogarty at, as well at the end there. Um, outside of that, um, yeah, Jamal Fogarty with that try as well. Got 65. Tyron Peachy with 66, looking very good at lock still. And if you have him in your centers, very good. Uh, Fodawaker starting in place of Tino as well did quite well uh, with a 55. Is generally scoring around that 50 mark anyway. And boys, Brimson. 52. Look at that. Not a huge amount of attacking stats either. Yeah. What are we thinking? Is know, he I'm coming back sold. to where he was? I'm still not sold. It's only one game. I was burnt once. Um, I'm not in any hurry to go back. Yeah. No, if you can I'm, keep up that kind of form, definitely, definitely. One well, we saw, we saw it last year. He was getting 60s and 70s for fun when he returned from injury last year. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe he does bring it back. Who knows? Yeah, um, just needs to show a bit of consistency, I think. But in his scores, anyway, he's still playing pretty well. Um, but, yeah, it's just not translating to fantasy every game. So, uh, if you keep, keep those kind of stats up, like when you look at it, he had five tackle busts at nearly 200 metres um, and then a try save and a, a line break in there. So, you know, he's got a mix of base and attacking stats, but as long as he can keep up, like, the the... Um, running meters that's the main thing i think that gets him a lot of his uh, the running meters and the tackle bus that's where most of his points come from so um yeah just got to keep up those good kick returns um moon do you want to talk about the rabbitos the bunnies um yeah look they (laughs) had a pretty decent second half to be fair um yeah the probably standout for me was probably cameron murray um I thought he played really well. He looked so much better. He, to be fair, I think um, what seventy six minutes helps a lot. Um, had a very brief stint on the bench. Um, oh, as Kalamatungi, oh, I wasn't sold on him, but his fantasy stats are all right, um, so worth a mention. Uh, he had a couple of tries. Just linked up with Benji. Um, How good was Benji? Uh, just like uh, Benji was excellent. Like oh, a fine wine. Very... He's aging like a fine wine. Yeah. How good was that flick pass to uh, Pat Richards on the inside? Oh, sorry, Alex Johnson. On the yeah. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old yeah. Uh, the old throw it and hope. You pretend pretend you did it on purpose, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, very handy. Benji played well. Um, yeah, geez, interesting. Na- named at center. <laughs> sorry, named in the team list on the bench. Play, uh, then was going to come in and play at centre, then played six and Cody Walker <laughs> went to fullback. Cody Walker looked ordinary for mine. Um, and as reflects in his fantasy, that's 28 with a try and a try assist. Um, they're going to, I think that if Latrell plays this game, Bunnies win very comfortably. Because, um, yeah, Cody Walker, I'm not sold as a fullback. Uh, Adam Reynolds was disappointing as well. Tom, your boy. Um, Doing my head in. Didn't do heaps. His kicking was a little off as well, so missed a few goals. Missed seven tackles. Um, Jeez, that hurts. And had an yeah, error. Oh, to be fair, he was on bloody Fafita's edge. What do you want him to do? <laughs> he's, he's five foot nothing. Hold a tackle, Adam. Come on, it's not hard. I can do it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and Damien Cook is pretty good as well, actually, with a 62. So, um, all right, that's probably an up score for him. He's due for that's a 40 a bit of a cook. Week. 
a bit of a cookie roller coaster this year, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's due for a 40 next week. Just just watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very up and down. I, I still think Charlie's prediction was right. He's probably not going to be scoring the 60s consistently, but he'll definitely get, you know, um, 60s, 70s every now and then. But, yeah, he'll have that odd game where he doesn't. Yeah. But it, it really looked like it was the Benji Marshall show that second half. He was so good on that left edge. Um, yeah, there was nothing much really. To say, Cam Murray had a pretty good game, 67. Claw Matungi, same as. Yeah, exactly. Did bits. Two yeah. try assists. Yeah, yeah, he had a few couple of line breaks. That's right. Yeah, Benji put him through just gaps everywhere. That's right. Yeah, yeah back up line to breaks, the middle as well. Two try assists. Uh, yeah. Look, I think that apart from those two players that Benji absolutely fed him, um, yeah. Claw Matungi didn't do heaps for mine. So, you know, he got a heap of points here just from, you know, what's that, two line breaks, eight plus two try assists, 16. Roughly. 16. Yeah, and a couple of tackle breaks, twenty-two. Yeah. So take that off. He's still getting a fifty. Oh no, he's getting forty, mid forties. Yeah. So and he did that basically in tackles and meters gained, more or less. So I don't know. Look, um, at this point, I don't think he's really fantasy relevant um, for my Kolomatangi. Um, you know, you, if you started with him, still have him, then maybe you hold him for a little bit longer. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be touching him. Yeah, only 2% owned at the moment, so I wouldn't be picking him up off just this one game. But if he keeps, you know, 80 minutes up and keeps churning out that kind of base, those kind of base stats that he got from that game, like yeah. in base stats he got 43, and then Bennett whatever attacking stats he gets. Bennett seems to like him a lot more than Sewer. Bennett seems to like him a lot more than the other two. Yeah, it was... Host didn't play too badly the last couple of games while Matangi was... Uh, Colin Matangi was suspended. Yeah, and, um, and, and Sua started. Gone. He plays Sua for like 35 minutes and then puts yeah. Host on for like 20 minutes. Like, so... It, it, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, you see something in him that... Um, Wayne, explain yourself. Sort it out, man. Um, actually, and the other bloke that I've mentioned over the last few weeks, Dane Gagai, who's looks like a keeper in the centres. He was on like zero at halftime, I reckon. So he's got 40 points purely in one half. Um, yeah. With a try, that helps a lot. But he's still looking pretty good. I thought he played pretty well. He missed five tackles for that 40 as well. So um, I still like him as a keeper option in the centres if, uh, if you want to go a bit of point of difference. And he's a Julie as well, um, wing a fullback centre. So you very much like that. Like that option. That's about it to mention from this game, I think. Yeah, I'm yeah. comfortable with that. Um... Let's get on to the second game. What Jesus, what Para did to the Broncos should have been illegal. Seriously, someone should have thrown in the towel. This got this got this got ugly. It it was forty six to six, and that was probably that's probably kind to the Broncos, honestly. Um let's get into it, Mandy. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, right. Well, I might talk about Daniel's boys first. I'm just looking at the scores here and they are some high scores. Um <laughs> Yeah, the lowest score on the starting team is Sean Lane on a 24, and then majority of them are almost above 50. Um, but, but guess which Eels player I had in all my draft leagues? Sean freaking Lane. <laughs> Beauty. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, look, uh, pretty much the Sebo show here. Um, geez, he looked good. He was breaking tackles for fun. You know, bunch of five line breaks. Geez, what a man. Um, Gutho was good as ever. Tom Opacek was excellent. He broke heap of tackles. Six tackle breaks and a try helps. Uh, only missed one tackle. He was good for a 63s. He's up around that 40 averaging. Um, will keep his money uh, making ticking along. 
looking like almost a keeper um, if he keeps, you know, getting scores up around um, this level. Nia Kore um, is now a Julie um, and still producing pretty good scores. And I think Michael Oldfield came, he played in the um, reserve grade uh, the other day as well. So um, I don't know if Wanga Blake's due back anytime soon. So I'd say that Nia Kore is going to be the preferred centre. Hopefully, fingers crossed, looks better from, from a Parramatta playing uh, perspective. I think Nia Kore is better and it's better for Fergus points as well. He, he smashed out a 50. And what well, he made two hundred meters and six tackle breaks. Tom, you said on the night he was just breaking tackles for fun. Um, yes, sir. Couldn't, couldn't tackle him. Um, Moses was a little underwhelming, uh, but still, but still pumped out of fifty. Um, less run meters, you know, didn't really take on the line heaps, but had a couple of try assists. Um, just quietly yeah. that try at the end, that one where he where he sort of soccers it back that. in. Yeah. That was, how good was it? That, that was special. Honestly, I don't think I got hyped up enough. I was I was looking through social media and stuff. There's a one post from Fox League. I'm like, that was ridiculous. Why are we not talking about this? Honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, Papali, he was good as ever. He only played 52 minutes from an edge. Um, try helped that, but you know he's still smashing out keeper scores. And the man who I didn't hate talking about him and Tom you called this I think you almost you might have jokingly said that he was going to be a top point nah, scorer was 100% serious alright my apologies <laughs> you were serious but I'm a serious analyst Lachlan Bryce Cartwright how good is Bryce Never Cartwright in doubt had massive game written all over him so many attacking stats though look at the look at his points they're coming from try saves tries line breaks bloody he was in everything apparently can't, can't fake an 87 man can't fake an 87 <laughs> that's legit yeah all i'm Fair saying enough. bryce cartwright nathan cleary scored the same this week <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, think about it parallel think about right. it <laughs> uh um, yeah let's yeah. let's move on from that yeah <laughs> um I love that. I love to see the Bryce Cartwright. Like that would. I watched the presser with um, uh, Brad Arthur, and he was talking. They were talking about how he's picked up all these fringe players, like you know, Opechek and Cartwright and Papali'i, and just built them into absolute stars. And that, he was talking about how it's the system that does it. And I, I, I honestly think it's probably their last opportunity to play well before they're just not playing in the NRL anymore. I don't know if it, how much of it is the system or it's just the opportunity to play, but geez, they've played well uh, since they've come to Parramatta. Um, that's outside of fantasy anyway. Um, in, in all fairness, though, just on that, um, Tom Opechek, I, I liked him at the Cowboys. His wasn't given enough opportunity for me. I, I always thought he had a bit of potential. Um, you know, I didn't actually watch him heaps um, because he wasn't in the squad enough. But, oh, man, yeah. you're crazy. A broken-down 30-something-year-old Justin O'Neill is a way better off. <laughs> 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 My apologies. <laughs> yeah, His score depressing. could have been so much higher as well. Like There was a period of like, 15, 20 minutes where Parramatta kept hitting the right edge where Ferguson was and it just wasn't working. And then the first time they shifted left after that, Sevo scored his hat-trick. So, um, yeah, this could have been in the 60s if they kept going to Sevo because he was absolutely having a blinder on that edge. Um, outside of Parramatta, though, because, you know, I can talk about them all day, uh, the Broncos, TPJ had a, a monster score with a try included for an 81 and Payne Haas, just his PPM is insane. Only playing 57 minutes and smashing out a 74. Outside of that, um, there's not really much to talk about. Carrigan was disappointing. Didn't get the minutes. I know you boys were saying that he might get um, get closer to 80 minutes, um, but uh, with Danny Le- Danny Levi on the bench. But um, 
only managed 58 and got a 45 for it. Uh, Ricky came into the squad late, um, which I was upset about because I'd sold him this week. Uh, but he uh, only got a 37, so it wasn't too bad of a hit. Um, Alex Glenn out with a calf injury. And Turpin only got 41 points. And Danny Levi got, yeah, the other 40. So uh, Turpin, probably a sell. What do you reckon? Uh, he, he, Tur- Turpin, unfortunately, is going to have to be. But seriously, after watching Danny Levi, I, I've seen all I need to see. <laughs> Send him back to, to whatever reserve grade team he came from because he was, yeah, he was frustrated. About him. He, he was raved about on, on the telly. They yeah. thought he was so good at a dummy half, you know, provided a bit of spa for his 39 minutes. You know, he stuck his nose through the line. Oh, he's God's gift to number 14 jerseys. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I couldn't disagree more. Maybe I'm just a, a biased hater because I've got Jake, Jake Turpin in draft league. And I'm, I mean, I'm a compare big Jake their, Turpin fan. But wow, compare wait. their stats. They both played 40 minutes. Levi had four missed tackles and three errors. Turpin only had two missed tackles. Like, and also, That's think about enough. it, when Turpin went, on, went off the field, 20, 20, 25 minutes in, it was 6-all or 10-6 or something, and Turpin threw the pass for the try assist. Yeah. He then went off. They let, they let in like 40 points through the middle. Well, they let in bog breaks through the middle. Danny Levi couldn't make a tackle to save his life. He provided he, – he, he did, he did a, the, the odd decent run. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. For me, Jake Turpin holds that, holds that spine together. So it's just, it just seems like a no-brainer. Broncos yeah. give up thirty with Turpin off the field, and then score a try when he's on the field, and then do nothing. Uh, I don't know; it just seems obvious to me. They must just be thinking that he needs a break, or what? Yeah, Kevy must be just thinking Turpin needs a bit of a break in the middle, um, and can't make the eighty. But geez, Levi didn't really provide much um, reassurance to the squad. I wouldn't have being thought out so there. Either. Um, anything else you want to touch on from that game, boys? Nah, pretty content. Yeah. Uh, I guess some of the, the Broncos players that obviously didn't do as well, like Asako was looking like he was going to be, you know, close to a keeper. Um, even yeah. with some of these bad games that he had at the start of the year, he was getting good scores, but yeah, only got an 18 out of this one. And then others like Xavier Coates with a 12 and, um, Farnworth with an 18, a bit disappointing as well. So, uh, yeah, might have to relook at some of these, um, these Broncos, um, cheapies if people have them. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you. Um, all right, let's get on to a feel-good story. Bulldogs get their first win of the season. How good's that, boys? Uh, Mooney, why don't you talk us through the game? Yeah, okay. Um, well, I gonna admit I didn't actually watch um, watch this game, <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I can guarantee you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll talk about the dogs. Um, now, from a fantasy point of view, there's not heaps to talk about, but uh, Jake Cabrillo ticking along nicely, um, 48 points, which is very handy. Um, he got all his points from maybe kick meters. He got, what, 20-odd points from, oh, not quite, kick meters, 21 tackles, only missed a couple, two tackle breaks and a try assist. So, you know, I he looked good. Looked good from the highlights, so that's good for him. Corey Allen um, actually produced a decent score for once, so that was great. Um, 46 from him probably looks better in the centres, I guess, um, which is no good for Nick Kotrick owners. But, you know, he, I suppose he played all right, um, scored, a, scored a try, first try in, oh, sorry, Chotrich. Nick, I'm not sure how to say your last name. Yeah, Chotrich is the preferred pronunciation. Um, scored his first try in Bulldogs colours, so good for him. 
Um, Kyle Flanagan, a little bit disappointing. I'm wondering, I don't know if he's still carrying uh, carrying an injury to his ankle or not. Um, you know, uncharacteristically, didn't do heaps. You no, know, he did most of the he did more of the kicking by twelve meters. So, um, he was he hasn't produced a very good score this week. Um, Luke Thompson was pretty good. Um, he, I think he missed you know five or so t- or oh, three tackles, uh, two errors, so missed. At 10 points, he probably should be smashing down 55s the way he's going. Um, Adam Elliott is probably the big one here, though. Uh, 17 points from 80 minutes. Um, again, nine tackles he missed um, with an error, so that's 20 points straight off the bat. Don't know about um, about penalties conceded there, but that's very disappointing from him. Going to lose a ton of cash and would be upgrading him now or cashing out on what he, where he is. You know, he's probably the high 600s, I'd say, so... I uh, would be moving on from Adam Elliott personally, which, you know, I hate to say. Yeah, um, it kind of it goes against what we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, really. But I honestly thought he was going to be like, from watching the first couple of rounds, he looked like he was going to be there, like attacking weapon on that edge. But I agree. Yeah, last since Thompson's been back, he's been struggling. Underwhelming. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, I don't know what's going on here with Adam Elliott. Like the 17 is a very out of the blue underwhelming yeah. score for him. So, I mean, Luke Thompson looks good, so he's a you know, point of difference, a bit cheaper. You can almost downgrade it from Adam Elliott to a Luke Thompson. I think he's at about 600k. So, oh, they'll be about the same price now, eh, after this round. Oh, yeah. 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 Might get away with a bit, but... Yeah, make 20k here. Yeah, no. <laughs> In one trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about it for the dogs, though. I think, um, you know, not heaps of fantasy, fantasy-relevant fantasy um, players there, but... Just on... um. Corey Allen there. He missed eight tackles and still managed a 46 at centre. Last week, he got 29 with four missed tackles, which, you know, is still eight points um, there, and he could be scoring a mid-30. If he cleans up his game, would you potentially pick him up as a, a cheapy option at 300k? Very oh, cheap. Fat old negative. <laughs> I've, been hurt. I've already been hurt. I won't go back there. Fair enough. I mean, he's if you look at his base stats, just solely base stats, if he doesn't miss tackles, this game he got 39 in base stats. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that is handy, but I think there's better options um, anywhere else. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, fair um, enough. <laughs> Jake Avarillo, if you hold on to him, yeah, you're, you're cheering now. I mean, I, shame if you traded him to someone in like a draft league or something like that. <laughs> Caleb Aikens is a fine addition to the head noise squad. All right, enough. Okay, sorry, sorry, Burma. Didn't mean to. Didn't Being mean to ridiculous. I'm seven and zero, man. I'm seven and zero. I'll be, I'll be teaching you are, yeah. later. Yeah, to be fair, you are first. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I know I'm first. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Anyway, for the for the Sharks, um, good to see Sean Johnson back on the pitch, straight into the starting team as well which was good, even though he didn't play the whole game. It was good to see him back on the field and was just played quite good. Nothing like nothing crazy good, but, you know, just a good game to get back into the to the swing of things for him. Um, Blake Braley was pretty good out of dummy half, scored 61. Teague Wilton's a surprising one on the edge there. Since Wade Graham's been out, he's been scoring quite, quite, scoring quite well and managed to 60 again this week without any real attacking stats. Had four tackle busts to his name, but even without those, he's still scoring around the 50, 55 mark anyway. So uh, that's a pretty interesting one at his price. Uh, Jesse Raymond as well, last couple of weeks, has been scoring a lot of points and scored another 57 here without a try, but 10 tackle busts, good to see. Um, and Harati, got it, getting a lot more of the ball and scoring tries on that wing. So uh, 
that's yeah another one but there's not really too many ones to look at here for the sharks i don't think many people have them in their team to be honest uh the only one that you might have uh is chad townsend and now that johnson's back um he came down to earth a bit with a 31 uh and he's probably looking like a sell from this point on now that johnson's back in the squad so uh you've done pretty well you've made 230k if you have him and yeah he'll be a sell next week i agree yeah i agree as well um <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you for agreeing with me. It doesn't happen often. Would we? Uh, would we like to get onto the next game? Yeah, the yes, West Tigers Manly it looks pretty good, eh? No, 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 no. Look, look, <laughs> you've accidentally skipped a game. No, you've we accidentally about the dogs and sharks. No, 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 no. Let's talk cows and raiders. Let's talk cows and raiders. Look, I want to save you for last, Daniel. Why don't, why don't you kick us off? Talk us through the game. Yeah, look, um, good game to watch. Uh, even though it was settled by a penalty goal, um, pretty good uh, back and forth affair. I'll touch on the Cowboys so Lockie can talk about his uh, lowly Raiders, unfortunately. Um, Val Holmes, boy, yeah, he's um, since he's moved to fullback, looks uh, looks pretty good, eh, Fermo? Uh, yes, sir. It's almost as if we called this six weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> we called this round one. <laughs> At the end of it, when Todd Payton's like, no, nah, I'm sticking to the system, we're like, just move him to fullback. So what I'm saying, Toddy surely listens to the pod, and that's why he's done it. That's what he is. Yeah. yeah, he listens to this pod, three blokes talking about NRL fantasy and not the thousands of other people telling him the exact same thing. I'm, I'm anyway. very respected amongst NRL circles in the Ville, so it would not shock me. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, Val Holmes scoring a 69. Nice. Um, Reese Robson <laughs> as well, uh, 62. I think he came from the... Did he start or did he come off the bench? No, he started. He started? Okay, so he was named in the extended list as well. I think, and he, yeah, he came into the squad late. So um, pretty good to see him scoring try, 62. Looks pretty good. I don't think many people have him, though, but um, he's honestly scored quite well um, this season anyway without, um, even without a try. His scores generally are pretty good around the 50 mark for the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, pretty good hooker option and only at under 600K if you're looking for another hooker. Um Jack Whiten for the last couple of weeks as well has been... Oh, actually, sorry. I'm not meant to touch on the Raiders, sorry. Um, <laughs> just with um, just with Reese Robson, his um, score was boosted. He he went off in like the 55th-odd minute, I would say. So someone got copped a head knock and he came back, back on, you know, nine minutes into his spell. So he wouldn't be playing around that many minutes. I wouldn't have thought um, Reese Robson. So would um, keep enough. that in mind if you're looking at another hooker option. I guess uh, Ruben Cod is also coming back from... Is he coming back from injury? No, he's gone for three months. Yeah, 14 14 weeks minimum, they reckon. What happened to him? Uh, Liz Frank. He's having surgery his foot. Oof, okay. A bit out of the loop there. Sorry, Burma, you haven't been filling me in on the the Cowboys. Sorry, sorry, mate. We'll we'll talk later. We'll talk later. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, keep that in mind then. I guess Granville's still there taking minutes off him. Um, Ben Hampton and Scott Drinkwater. Now, we've said this in previous weeks. now that uh, Drinkwater's in the halves, he's doing a lot of the kicking. But likewise, it seems like Hampton's doing equally a lot of the kicking. So Hampton had uh, 49 and Scott Drinkwater 47. They both had uh, over 300 kick meters each. So uh, look very good uh, options as well at fullback. And Hampton looks like an absolute gem of a cheapie as well, if as long as he holds that half spot. Uh, outside of that, um, not really too much to touch on i don't think i don't think a lot of people have 
many of these other Cowboys players, the likes of like Kyle Felt or um, Corey Jensen, Lemuelu or anyone like that. So, yeah, and they're all um, missing a trick. Get the cows in. <laughs> Don't know about that, but um, I guess sure, uh, Shane Wright didn't have a huge score, only scored a 39. Um, didn't play the full 80, but I mean, base stats wise, he did quite well. Um, if he gets the 80, he probably gets a mid 40s, maybe, but yeah, outside of that, no one else you really probably have in your squad. Uh, Moon, want to talk about the Raiders? Well, um, this game for the Raiders was <laughs> a game of one half for them. They, um, you know, had a. I didn't, again, I didn't watch the first half of this, which is probably the one half I should have watched. Um, where, you know, <laughs> from what I heard, they played very well. Rapana scored a double, a first half double, um, and looked pretty handy. He, he pumped out a 68, so um, it's, a, it's a very handy score from him. Um, Tommy Starling was up and about around the ruck and looked good as well. Um, with Josh, Hod- Josh Hodgson not being in that team, um, you know, kind of went to went to shit in the second half. Unfortunately, we looked slow and just got had ambushed. No so um, the cow was too good. Because um, we got ambushed. We ambushed you. Yeah, look, there was <laughs> <laughs> controversial try, but um, look, full credit to the Cowboys. Um, they were. No, that try. That try was dodgy. That was look, dodgy. Can't even bring it down to that one try, though, in my opinion. Uh, if Raiders played better 40 minutes um, in the second half, then that would have been all right. But, you know, a few a few decent scores. Ryan Sutton um, was interesting. So he was on 50 points at half time, And then I think he played the next 18 minutes and missed a ton. Of, oh, did miss a ton. Missed two tackles and just wasn't in anything. Um, you know, there's only a handful of players from this Raiders squad who actually looked decent on the night. Um Corey Harry Naira, I thought looked good. Um, getting the starting gig on an edge, I didn't mind that at all. Um, so I think I think he keeps his spot personally. Hudson Young probably should have played a few more minutes off the bench, but um, you know, cop that Hudson and Sammy <laughs> D. <laughs> Justice um, Harry Naira is here to stay. I hope. Um, Omri Gula looked good as well. There's big minutes from, from a few of these forwards. Ryan James didn't get very many minutes. Um, Papali from the bench, he looks pretty good too, I thought. Um, otherwise, yeah, halves, halves fantasy scores. Georgie Williams, 46 with the tries, very underwhelming. Um, he, yeah, didn't really control the game, so look. He's, um, his kicking meters probably let him down here. Um, uh, he's probably missed out on. You know, another five, ten points in kick meters. Um, you know, around the stats that he's normally at, so that hurt him a little bit. Jack White produced a pretty decent score if you've if you've got him. Um, Caleb Akins, um of the Cheapies did all right with the forty. Weapon. Um, you know, Tom's boy did all right. I was going for the Cowboys and Caleb Akins. <laughs> Otherwise, now fantasy wise, not heaps to talk about. Tommy, yeah, I, again, I mentioned him already. Tom Stalin looked good, so I think. Um, if he, if Josh Hodgson was out for an extended period of time, Tom Starling would be a juicy pickup, in my opinion. Also, I'm pretty sure Caleb Aikens missed a tackle when Felt scored in the corner, and there definitely isn't a demerit to his name there. So looks like he did miss the tackle. Stop Daniel. being a hater. He definitely, he definitely <laughs> missed that tackle. <laughs> Just letting the fantasy fantasy um scorers know when they listen to this pod, oh, which they trying obviously to keep are. A good man down. Yeah, rob him of two points, two hard-earned points. Exactly. Don't do Get him it. Below don't the do it. Seriously, optically, the difference between a thirty-nine and a forty-one are massive to me. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, um, just psychologically. 
how good was uh, was it to see that CHN got 80 minutes straight from like named on the reserves to 80 minutes in the on an edge? He's killed it um, for in reserve bounties. grade, right? Um, yeah. yeah, reserve grade. So and he's come on, and I thought he looked pretty good. He, he missed a few tackles, but um, you know those were sort of tackles where he was coming in for the big shot and threw a hand down. I found um, of course. So look, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, if... Against the best team in the comp, he held his own. He did all right. They did hold uh, tackling pretty well. So broke, you know, broke five tackles. I think he did most of them in one run. Um, he didn't get heaps of good, uh, um, good ball from George Williams. Um, most of it was sort of late while he was out the line, pretty much getting tackled already. Um, yeah. So I think that forty nine could have easily been a sixty uh, from Corey Howard and I if he got a little bit more early ball and was able to actually run or, you know. You know, maybe full credit to the Cowboys. Maybe their um, their line was a little bit more tidy, and you know he wasn't didn't have any lines Ooh. to run. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's go with that. So, if any if anyone's wondering, Mooney has Corey Harrow and are in a draft league, and has been waiting all year for him to get a go. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is speaking into existence. What what yeah, he wants for, happen, for the rest of the year? I've done it for Cameron Murray for the last you know <laughs> however yeah. long. So Corey Harrow and are he's he's back. To, he's here to stay. <laughs> so if he. If he gets named again at number eleven or twelve, whichever one he was in, um, yeah. is he a pickup next week for classic? Yeah, players? I don't mind it. Actually. He'll only be around three thirty, three forty odd. Wouldn't have made yeah. too much cash. Don't mind it if you're if you're really big on him like I am, uh, and have the trades. I don't mind it at all. And in, oh, if you need someone to make some cash for you as well, um, and or have got players who aren't playing. Um, you know, if you've got like a test new or something like that, and he doesn't come to the squad this week, which Lesby would probably should, um, you could probably just do a straight swap to a Corey Harrow and Naira, and he might you might get a quick hundred k there or something like that. Um, assuming that Harrow and Naira keeps his spot. But yeah, something that I would I'd think about. That's um how I would get him in if I had someone that wasn't playing. Yeah, even um even Starling, um, I would have thought that he would play well enough in the next couple of weeks. Well, um. Uh, Hodgson. Hodgson, that's it. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name. Um, <laughs> while Hodgson was out um, to keep his spot, but he also missed a few tackles, had a couple errors. So um, scored a 63 and is very cheap. And we know from last year how good he can go, but he might just get dropped straight to the bench or even out of the squad again. So a bit risky to pick him up now, but could be quite a good pickup if he keeps the position long-term. The thing is, it's hard to pick from this Raiders squad because, you know, Ricky Stewart's shown that he's not afraid to drop players. Uh, yeah. He dropped um, Joe Tarpany, and he's you know he has hasn't had a great year, but he's a good player. He's a quality player. So you know, for all these players who are a little ordinary uh, on the night, I think that you could again see a few changes here. So yeah, absolutely. Always danger. Wait till team lists. Correct. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, the Sunday slate of games. Now, Moon, as a Raiders fan, you're at least treated to a good whole half of footy. Tiggs fans were treated to a nice, I think, 12 minutes. <laughs> and then, boy, howdy, did it go downhill. Um, Mooney, why don't you kick us off? Talk us through that game. Yeah, let's start with the Tiggs. I'm going to go straight to Daniel's favorite man in James Roberts with another oh, single-digit oh, score. How the salt in the wound? <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel is your sell is, or are you going to hold him for now it might make some cash <laughs> oh I called him as a sell two weeks ago um, okay. and I I, I, I you know, sucked down my pride and I said that you have to sell him but yet he's still in my reserves and he was actually in my you know um, 
it was in my emergencies, but still a scoring emergency this week due to uh, Sean O'Sullivan. Um, but, you know, if you don't have anyone else to go to and you're happy to have him there, you can keep him. That's fine. Jeez, he's well, not going to hurt you. You should not be happy to have him there. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to hurt you. That's the thing. He's only, he costs, depressed to have him there. <laughs> he costs like 340k at the start of the season. If you've still got him there and you've got other problems to worry about, like Teddy might not play next week, that kind of thing. They're probably more pressing issues. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dane Laurie produced his first failure of the year um, with only a 17. A little, you know, not too many, actually. There's no real standout scores here, I suppose, from the Tigs. You know, tough day at the office for them. Uh, Jake Simpkin with a 41. I wouldn't be too worried that he played um, 69 minutes. Uh, nice. He nice. They looked. He was he was in everything. Um, I thought yeah, he missed six tackles, but he was kind of giving it all. And I think that he... You know, towards the end of it, he was looking a bit slow. He was looking buggered. So um, I think that he will still grow to be an 80-minute player. Um, you know, he played 80 minutes last week. Um, maybe in a game where Tiger's under the back foot the whole game. Um, I think that, you know, he still plays 80, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, big Stefano, um, Tukamanu, only played the 30 minutes. They brought him on, you know, had a pretty good first stint. I think it was something like 20 points in 25 minutes or something like that and then was brought back on with five minutes to play. Um, so that's a little worrying. I don't know what they were thinking there, um, considering he was so good in his first stint. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on in that Tigers camp. Um, you know, Michael Maguire, don't, questionable choices for mine, but, you know, it's their own. Luciano Lelu I thought was pretty good, you know, producing the sole try for the Tigers. Um, and Alex Twile robbed a minutes, you know, by... Anyone. Most of them yeah. getting too many for my liking. He he was he was okay for the first ten fifteen and then played <laughs> he played forty minutes too long. So <laughs> I think the fact that they're letting Simpkin play close to eighty is really and then like Moses Embai comes on in the in the forward somewhere, they're really hurting like um Utoekamanu, Twole, um, I mean even like Tarmout, Musgrove really. All their minutes are really suffering because of that. So, yeah, it's quite it's hard to get a read on 12, isn't it? Oh, it's Bloody so 41. hard. I, I can see what they're trying to do with Embi, you know, bring him on and have a bit of ball playing, but he comes on, yeah. it, looks, it looks so bad. Um, so ordinary. I really hope that they just drop him and play four forwards on the bench. And if Twile's going to lose some minutes, lose him to someone who's going to have an impact for the Tigers and maybe they can get a few points on the board and then that'll help players like, you know, Jake Simpkin maybe with some attacking stats or... If you're a James Roberts owner, maybe he actually scores a try. Or Dane Laurie as well, something to run off the back of rather than having to make everything himself because realistically, he wasn't given anything. He was given the ball really early and then had to produce something. Um, no one would kick for him to, you know, chase and put an attacking, um, you know, any no forced dropouts or anything like that. You know, come on, this is not simple looking stuff. like a first... It's simple stuff. Yeah. They're not looking like a good first-grade side. Um that was very poor performance, but look, I think that's probably all I need to say about the West Tigers. Um, Jake Simpkin wouldn't be too worried. You know, he'll bounce back and probably score better if he plays 80. I think that's probably the takeaway. Yeah, look, a red hot, um, red hot manly side over the last couple of weeks just, yeah, caught him off guard, obviously. Um, yeah, boy, how, um, how Turbo can change a squad, Jesus. Um, this Manly side, I think we were predicting them probably to be in the bottom two or three until Turbo came back, and they've been putting 30-plus points on teams now. So uh, love to see that, and I hope that continues into the future. 
um, especially because I picked up Turbo, and I think a lot of people did last week with all the wingers out, with including Pap and Latrell. Um, DCE got gifted two tries uh, for an 80. Um, can't believe I didn't captain him in draft, but that's another thing. Uh, Tapao as well got gifted a try, played pretty well as well, made 180 metres. Turbo was in, again, everything attacking-wise, scored a try, had his hand in another two as well. So, um, yeah, look, if you picked him up when he first came in, he's looking like a treat. And, um, I guess, like we were saying last week, uh, he's he's good, but he I, he kind of isn't like that top-tier winger fullback. Like, if you think about a Pap, Pappenhausen or a Tedesco um, being that kind of player for their team, they generally score closer to 80 when they have games like this, but Turbo seems to be hovering around that 60 mark, which probably means that his base is going to be a bit lower as well. He hasn't played 80 the last two weeks, so they take him off. In the, he, he missed 17 minutes this week, and he missed good point. 15 to 20 last week. Yeah. He, probably, he probably would have scored around that 80 mark, as Tom say, said, but in such a dominant team, if they were playing against like a decent team, let's say like the Roosters or the Storm, I don't see him scoring these big, you know, look at his attacking stats here. This is ridiculous. Yeah, he's got so many. Yeah, I guess that's fair to say. But so if he does play it. the full 80, could could definitely get it. But like um, last week, he went missing for like 20 minutes after he, he did his job in the first half and just kind of sat back for a little bit. I'm pretty sure, and didn't really do much yeah. in the second. I mean, but... also he's t- he's two weeks back from uh, a, a ridiculously long layoff, and he's got them as a top eight side, pumping teams by forty and thirty. Like I, I think Tommy's aware. I, I'm he's top tier for mine. He is top tier for mine. Okay. In um, well, actual yeah. footy wise, or in, fantasy nah, wise? in in fantasy as well. I've got him fantasy wise top tier. I if you're gonna have Ponga as top tier, you have got to have Turbo as top tier. Oh. Turbo is definitely top tier footy wise, but I, no, no, I don't I'm know saying, about fantasy. I'm fantasy. I'm saying yeah, fantasy, fantasy uh, still yet to be proven, I guess, I with all agree. the in- injuries. Yeah, I I think he's still a tier below the likes of Ponga and Teddy um, and Pap at this point. But I mean, happy to be proven wrong. He's in my team, so I'm happy for him to uh, to become one of those players. Um, Schuster as well played really well and got him on the front foot for their first try, and I've really that kind of. Um, cascaded them into their next two or three tries as well, just um, you know taking the line on and getting through a pretty average defensive effort from Zayn Marsgrove as well. So, um, yeah, good scores from him and Garrick as well scored quite well, which is uh, surprising, but he was in a lot of uh, the attack as well. Um, outside of that, Olakowatu only played 50 and got a 51, which is good to see. I think he was running at about a point a minute as well last week, even though he came from the bench. So it looks like if he gets minutes, he's scoring quite well. So if you did pick him up as a cheapie, um, as long as he's getting around the 40 to 50 minutes, should be getting around 40 to 50 points. So uh, that'll be good to see. Lachlan Croker as well uh, had two try saves to his name in the 70 minutes he played. Uh, did you watch that pro- game? Uh, yeah, I watched try saves? Yeah, I know. They probably shouldn't have been given. Yeah. Um, but still, it's a stat, so I'm going to take it. Yeah, uh, he was in my scoring. Point. He was on my bench, so he, I got his points this week because I still have him in my team for some reason. Um, but, um, yeah, pretty handy 53. At his price rise is still ticking if you have him, which, um, what, 6% of teams still do. So, um, yeah, doing well. Uh, outside of that... I don't think there's anyone that has some of these other players. Kieran Foran had a pretty good game. It's it's good when he doesn't have to do too much, but it just didn't translate to fantasy really. Um, he seemed like he was just kind of second fiddle to DC and Turbo, but it, it's kind of helping him play better, I think, in terms of NRL anyway. Um, outside of that, Jake Trebojevic 
31 from nearly 80 minutes. Uh, I think that's kind of what happens when Manly aren't really put under the pump. He doesn't really have much to do in terms of defence, so his points kind of dwindle. A bit unfortunate for him. Um, what do you do if you have Turbo, Moon? Uh, if I'm a Jake Trebojevic going up, oh, sorry, Jake Trebojevic. I, I am selling him. I would have um, I would have cracked the shits a little while ago. Um, I sold him to. round three. Yeah. yeah. Um, and thank he's, God he's been shit ever since. <laughs> I think because he's not quite keeping up with the pace of the game these days, he's struggling a little bit. I, if you saw, um, you know, his effort on David Nofflin where he pulled him back and probably should have been sent for ten in the bin, that oh, yeah. sort of sums up his performance this year. It's just all these players a little bit faster than him. There. Um, you know, I get I get his role in the squad and everything. Like he's still a good player, but uh, fantasy wise, he's just not been able to produce the attacking stats that all these other um, forwards are. So he's just sort of a tier below. You know, and sixty isn't you know necessarily a really really good score. It's a solid score these days. So, and Jake is he's not even able to hit that. So I I would be selling him. Cut yeah, I think so. No, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah, Gerbo for mine. Yeah, I got rid of him weeks ago, and it was a it was a good decision as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, let's get on to Roosters and Dragons. A um, little disappointing this game. I really thought the Dragons were going to be. I thought they might even win it, if not at least give Sydney a you know a really good showing. But I uh, just just didn't seem to come about at all. Mooney, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um... I thought it was a little closer than this, uh, than the, what the score represents. Um, yeah, that, a few tr- few tries late, I think. Um, i trying to remember what happened, actually. But it was just sort of the Sam Walker show a little bit. He played pretty well. Did, the, did Sam Walker well. actually get that ball down on his try? That's all I'm saying. I don't uh, know if yeah, you guys... Are... When Nat Butcher, it looked like when it. Nat, when Nat Butcher pushed him. Oh, okay, okay. All right, fair enough. Otherwise, he did not. Yeah, because um, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell. It just looked like the tackle was complete, then all of a sudden he gets pushed, and then that's a grounding. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, he got he got it down, and you know, good for him. He's um, still looking confident as ever, which is good to see. And bounced back from his disappointing score last week to have a good score. So sixty-seven, that'll bump his price rises up. That'll will keep them ticking along. That's good. Um, good to see. Um, you know, the usual suspects all scoring well. You know, Brett Morris and Joey Manu and uh, Drew Hutchison. You know, round about there as well. Uh, Angus Crichton and Satili Tupanua, both with their 60s. That's pretty handy. Um, probably the big talking point here is going to be James Tedesco with only a six from 34 minutes. Um, went off with a HIA and failed it, so you know didn't come back on. And may or may not play next week. You know, depending on how how he goes throughout the week. Going to drop probably 60k, I would say. Maybe oh, shitload. Maybe 70. Um, 70k. Oh, big, yeah. To be exact, yeah, about a shitload, yeah. <laughs> We're all about accuracy on this show. <laughs> he's back on, he's playing on Saturday, so what, a six-day turnaround? It's not doable, but not yeah, advised. Unlikely, really. I would yeah. say. Um, so he will be, you know, around the 600 670, 680 mark, which is the cheapest I reckon I've almost ever seen him. Uh, in fantasy, so his break um, even though will still probably be around ninety, I'd say. Like it's eighty six before this game, and with a six, it's probably going to be around eighty to ninety again, yeah, if not over a hundred. I look, I've, I did say this last week. I stand by James Tedesco. It's never a bad time to pick him up. So yeah. you know he could come back next week and score 
120 and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> he's that sort of player. So, and, and meet his break even. That's the thing and not lose any cash. So it just means you've got that 120. So look, I, I think that if you can afford him and he plays obviously next week, then I would bring him in. But you can, and if you don't have the cash, I wouldn't be um, you know, too disappointed. You'll probably get in the week after when he loses a little bit more money. Uh, if he doesn't make his ridiculously high break even, it's likely to be. So um, that's good for fantasy fantasy owners if you haven't got set set and forget wing of fullbacks. Um, you know, you boys looking to bring him in? Oh, absolutely. He's on my radar. Yeah, very I've, keen. I've got a couple of players that I'm just kind of waiting till they drop a bit in price, like the likes of Tedesco and like Harry Grant as well, who's kind of dropping. Uh, yeah, so they're kind of probably the two big ones that'll, if they get their... Like for Grant, if he gets a starting spot and plays 80, he'll be scoring 60, 70s pretty comfortably. But then Tedesco to drop this far so quickly, like it's only happened over the last two or three rounds that he's dropped so much cash. He got a 40, then a 30, and now a six. Like that's obviously well below par for Teddy. So, but only because of HIA, but still it makes it very good for fantasy to pick him up. But geez, what a hit by Pereira. Far out. I can't believe he still got up after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. It- didn't flush and prayer will get a few weeks for that as well. Yeah. I honestly felt bad for prayer because, like, obviously he d- he didn't miss him, boy howdy. But Teddy Teddy's falling into it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that, so that might be Pereira's saving grace is that you can see that he's falling into it a bit. I think that that's the thing that downgrades him from a four week ban to a two week ban. Like, yeah. he, was, he was still careless in the sense that he wasn't actually looking at Tedesco. And the arm the arm was swinging as well. Yeah. And same with Ravalara as well. He'll probably end up copying a couple of weeks as well for his... Um, He's flying headbutt. He lived with his melon. It did look like that. He just didn't care. He, he turned himself into a missile. Um, there's no chance of wrapping there. So he'll cop, um, I'd say, three weeks, maybe four. That's just a brain snap. Honestly, did, were you watching it live? I'm watching it. I'm like, did I that did. just happen? Yeah, it did didn't look like, like he just flashed on the top of the head. <laughs> yeah. he, just, he just tried to headbutt him. I was like, what's doing? It didn't miss. No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, yeah, that's probably it from the, from the Roosters. So a few interesting points there. I was uh, just, just touching on the Roosters. I was interested to see how Verils would go. Um, but in the end, he got dropped to the to the bench and only got managed 30 minutes and got 20 points for it. So, I mean, if he gets 80 minutes, um, which he probably won't get 80, I just think with Kieran and, you know, Marshke and oh, those other kind of bench hookers kind of hovering around the squad, um, he's probably only going to be getting, or any hooker for the Roosters is probably only going to be getting around 50-odd minutes at max. So uh, it's, hard, it's too hard to pick up one and just be content that they're going to make cash on the bench. That's the thing. So Verils is, yeah, be careful if you picked up, if you're looking to pick up Verils, just be careful of that because he might not be the player that you want him to be. Like if he gets 80, he'll probably score around 50, but if he's only getting 50 minutes, you're, you're going to be lucky to get a 40 from him. So yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, anyway, from the Dragons, uh, Burmo's mate, Josh Maguire, top scoring for the Dragons with 67. Uh, got 60 minutes as well, which is quite surprising. Um, I didn't expect him to get that many minutes uh, in the yeah. middle. And so he took another L, the Cowboys won again. What are you going to do? <laughs> Fuck it, Josh. Um, Friggin' nerd. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Burmo. Good input. <laughs> um, yeah, if I mean, he's, he's scoring quite well and he's getting good minutes, so he's kind of, he, he's potentially one to look at. He'll be hovering around the 600k mark for the next week or two. So 
I mean, if you want to point a difference middle forward that can probably smash out a 50 every week as long as he keeps these minutes, then, yeah, he's your guy. But, yeah, a bit bit risky. Um, he did get uh, around 60 minutes last week and only managed a, a 46. So uh, keep that in mind as well. Um, outside of that, Tarek Sims with that barnstorming try looked really good. 61 for him. Um, Corey Norman as well in the halves without Ben Hunt has been doing most of the work and scored 55. Uh, I think we're all assuming that Ben Hunt's probably going to be back next week, considering he was uh, potentially back for this round. So um, keep that in mind when uh, he's back in the squad and with his impact on Norman's squads. I know he played one or two games with Norman and it didn't really impact it too much. But uh, yeah, just going forward, obviously long-term uh Ben Hunt's probably going to be doing a bit more of the kicking and taking that from Norman. So uh, you could expect his kick meters to probably half from this round. Um, and if that's the case, he would have only got around the mid 40s this game as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, McCulloch was down, um, unfortunately, from what he normally is. He's generally pretty consistent and scores around 60 plus, but only managed to get a 54. I think he had a, a few uncharacteristic plays in the in the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, he had an error and a penalty against him as well. So um, didn't quite. Uh, do as well as he normally does. And uh, I think the main thing was Jack Bird playing in at 5-8, five, uh, five, I think he played at, and got a 40 for it. So um, being around the ball a bit more, doing a bit more work, actually did quite well and got more he tackles for good. it. He looked good. He looked good. They had a bunch but... of little pet set plays and whatnot, and he looked good. He actually yeah. got downgraded to a 35. Oh, oh yeah. did he? Oh. Yeah, it's oh, on the internet at the moment. He oh, did. that hurts. Yeah, I'm still looking at outdated data, obviously. So, um, yeah, that that's uh, it. Obviously, it's not going to be long term at five eight, but I think um, it would probably be better for his scores. A bit more stable, you know, more tackles, probably more run meters. Uh, but at center, he definitely gets more, a lot more tackle busts, and is on the end of a lot more try assists as well. So, the one for me was Lomax this week. Thirteen, he got. So. Yeah. Yucky. Uh, just did he just didn't get much ball, did he? Not much went his way, um, from memory. No, he didn't get heaps, and when he did, it was just Rashi tried to make sort of something out of nothing kind of thing. So that was yeah, tough. not heaps of high kicks. That's where he gets he gets a lot of his tries from. Just he also had and catching and four missed tackles and an error hurt. Yeah, yeah. thirteen is well below par for Zach Lomas. I know. Do you guys still put him up in the category of long term keeper? And no, oh, this, this, is only, this is only helping you bring him into your squad, or are, you, are these worrying signs for you? I think I think it's a one-off. Well, because he, even before before last year, he wasn't exactly the um like the go-to player. But I guess before last year, he was playing a lot more on the wing, um, and he was you know in and out of fullback as well. So um, I think the fact that he ironed out a, a center spot last year and played so well in it was. Um, why he was a, a keeper in most squads because everything attacking wise for the dragons because they were not doing so well was coming from Lomax. He was doing everything for them. Mm. Um, whereas this time, you know, they have a few more attacking weapons. Ben Hunt and Corey Norman are clicking a bit better. Um, Jack Bird in the squads also another attacking threat. So um, and Dufty as well, obviously. So I think just because there's more attacking options, I think he's not getting as much ball as he normally would. So yeah, he might be a bit of a uh, one to be cautious of. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. That's I wouldn't say. Fair. I wouldn't say if you have him, I think you've got to kind of persist with him. But I, I think if you're don't have him and you're looking for a center, he's probably not your first go-to. I think the likes of, uh, like your Bradman Best, we were talking Dan about Gagai kind of thing. Yeah, 
yeah, those guys, more consistent point scorers. Um, yeah, they're probably the ones to look for outside of Lomax. Oh, very fair. Um, anything else you want to touch on in that game? Uh, no, I, I'm right. pretty content. Let's go on to the final game of the round. Um, is it a bit of a tough old one to watch because the the Warriors tried and tried and tried, but we're just never going to get anywhere, were they? Um, anyway, Daniel, do you want to kick us off? Talk us through this game. Uh, yeah, geez, the Storm kind of, um, yeah, they played pretty well. Um, I think in the second half there, they kind of got on with it. Josh Adekar looked like he was just, yeah, destroying them. Every time he got the ball, he looked like he was going to score. And then um, the Warriors kind of fought back a little bit towards the end. But it kind of looked like it went back and forth for a little bit. But the Storm, yeah, obviously just too good of a squad, uh, too good of a side uh, when you look at it from a um, just individual players even as well. So. Um, Anyway, Jerome Hughes, top score with 81. Felice Kafusi got 62. Munster with a 59. There were some just good, good consistent scores for the for the halves there in terms of Munster and Hughes. Um, Hughes was, yeah, try assists and line breaks. That crazy. He was in basically everything. And, yeah, Munster off the back of that was good as well. Um, I think outside of those two, the, the two that I was mainly looking at for the Storm was how... I guess Brendan Smith and Harry Grant were going to go again based off um, how they did last week and how Brendan Smith did just so well last week. But this week, Smith got about the same minutes, with only managed a 33. And uh, Harry Grant, I don't even see him here. 54 minutes, 36 points. Thank you, Moon. Yeah, so um, I was a bit disappointed to see that because Harry Grant normally runs closer to a point a minute normally. Um but I still think, given that score, he's still one to look at for when he does get that number nine jersey, Harry Grant. Um, if he goes by that, he still scores about a 50. By, by that kind of ratio, he still scores about a 50. So um, one to look out for in the future. And I think if you've still got Brendan Smith, which 16% of teams do, do you hold him still or do you sell? What, are, what do you guys think? I mean, I called him a sell maybe, I reckon, a month ago. Um when Harry Grant was looking to come back in the squad, maybe or maybe not quite a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, mm. And I stand by it. I, I wouldn't be having him. Considering 32 is worrying uh, for someone who you've spent 600K on uh, for mine, so I'd be getting rid of him. Yeah, he's got he's got a 60 in between scores of a 30. So, yeah, I mean, he's too hot and cold and probably probably a sell, I'd, I'd say as well. Yeah, he's made he's made a bit of money for you that you can upgrade him at this stage. Um, bring in someone who's around that six hundred to seven hundred mark, depending on how much cash you have. Um, or you know, if you find a cheapie that you don't mind and you have some you know, some um, mid backup, maybe a Connor Watson or something on your bench, you can you can downgrade him to like a Ben Hampton or a Caleb Akins or something like that. If you want, you know, Caleb Akins, I throw in for Tom's yeah. benefit. Um, Weapon. Um, Ben Hampton, in my opinion, um, is the better option there. But, you know, it's something on those lines is what I'd be doing with Brandon Smith. That, that's probably the couple options for you. Yeah, that's fair. I, I was just looking, as you were talking there, Moon, I was looking at some of these, uh, the outside backs and um, centres for the Storm. The the likes of, like, Remus Smith um, and Justin Olam and Josh Adokar, they're all owned by about 6 to 10% of owners, so they're kind of pod options for a lot of teams. Um, and I guess for the likes of Remus Smith and Josh Adokar, um, they did quite well, mid-50s to 60 scores, which is good to see. Both had two tries. So I don't know if they're going to get that every week, but it's good to 
you know, if, if you own the likes of Remus Smith and hoping that he'll get some price rises, this is kind of the game that's going to set him up for the next two or three weeks to start getting some price rises, which is good, as long as he can keep getting, you know, he's kind of getting around the, the mid-20 scores normally. So um, this 59 will hopefully get him uh, another 30, 40 K price rise, and from there he'll hopefully get to around the 400 mark. But I don't see him getting much further than that. Even Josh Adokar doesn't get his price doesn't rise much higher than 500k these days, um, just because he, you know, one week he'll score three tries, and then the next week he barely touch the ball. So, um, yeah, good to see. And Justin Mullen looks, you know, not too bad. Scored a try and only got a 37, which is a bit disappointing. But I think if people have bought him now, they're probably hoping he's a keeper. Um, what do you guys think? Do you see him being a keeper long term? Like, he's he scores tries and gets thirties, and then some weeks he doesn't score a try and gets sixties. So he's too good for a brain snap for mine. Like, there's just too too much too much of you know unknown for mine for him to be a long term keeper. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't know. He's too good for an error. Too good for a dumb penalty. Too good for all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, just, yeah it, it always happens around points. him. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Moon, what do you reckon? Is Justin Olam you're talking? Yeah, Justin Olam. Sorry. Um, I kind of don't mind it. Um, it's kind of surprised me this year with his fantasy stats. Um, I never rated him fantasy-wise, um, but he's been all right, actually. So, big old point of difference, but yeah, I kind of dig it. Yeah, his average is only 30... Oh, 40, actually. His average is 40. Oh, um, that's a little better than I thought. Well, because he's had a few scores up around the 60s where he hasn't yeah. scored a try and had a ton, like a few line breaks and a heap of tackle breaks. I kind of like that. That That's what, and he's, he's looked dangerous as well. A lot of it seems to be going down, um, you know, to Justin Ollum. And because he doesn't throw a lot of passes to, I think, George Jennings on the outside. No, he's on Ado, he's on Ado Cars. Oh, Ado Car. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't throw the ball to Ado Car a lot. But, um, I think that that helps um Justin Ollum's fantasy scoring. So he you know he obviously runs the ball a little bit more. Um you know tonight J- Josh Hadokar had eleven runs compared to Justin Ollum's seven. Um Josh Hadokar came comes in and takes a lot of his runs or gets his tries off, you know, cutout balls or kicks or something like that, which you know you saw tonight. So yeah. I don't mind Justin Ollum. Fair, I guess a good point of difference option. That's why it's, you know, fifty fifty I guess between you and Burmo. So I guess if you've got him he's yeah um, good to have for the next, I guess, at least three to four weeks while you see how he goes. But um, yeah, uh, I think if you're looking to get a center, you're probably not looking at the um, the the one I wanted to ask you boys about. Jerome Hughes back to back eighties now. Is this is this a, a thing we can see continuing, or what's what's going on, boys? What do you reckon? I think this week he got a lot of his points from, you know, try assists and line breaks and being around the ball and running it a bit more often. Whereas last week he was getting them, he got them obviously from the try, but a lot more in kick meters. So I don't know, he plays a different kind of style of football depending on who he's playing, I guess. But um, I don't know, it's hard to hard to pin him down because even if you go the week before that, the, the week before the last two weeks, he got a 37 with a try against the Bulldogs. So yeah, what a, like how do you uh, how do you like take a baseline for Hughes? That's the thing. Um, I don't know, Moon. What do you think? I'm split. Um, oh yeah, I'm sitting on the fence a little bit. Jerome Hughes, I again, I don't mind it as well. He kind of almost put him in the same category as Cameron Munster, though, right? 
So Cameron Munster can produce these big old scores and then next week we'll hit out 40. So tonight, um, tonight when he played, he looked a little underwhelming for me. You know, looks like he was going to produce a subpar, you know, like a 40 or a 45, but then had, you know, a couple of runs where he just, you know, he had a few offloads and suddenly this, he just had a little bit of spark. Jerome Hughes over the last few weeks, is he looks like the dominant half, I think, for me. So... You know he could he could pump out more of these eighty point scores maybe and less of the thirty point scores. I I I don't know. I'm really unsure with Jerome Hughes and what Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes are both going to do and how their fantasy scoring. Well, is going I, sp- to I suppose that probably says everything you need to know. Then if you're just unsure, he's not worth getting in. Perhaps um, it's I a think risk, but for the same price, you can go to a more dominant half in their team, like a like a Mitch Moses kind of player, um, who will do all the kicking and will do most of the playmaking. Yep. Um, whereas you don't know, one week Munster might do a lot of the work and then the next week Jerome will do a bit of the work. So it's too hard to predict how the Storm play to, I guess, jump on Jerome Hughes. But yeah, I guess he's only owned by 3% of people. So if you want to take a punt on a pod, yeah, mm. why well, not? That, that's that's, that's why I brought it up. Is it because he's he's he's, he is a pod? So that's the same reason yeah, I brought absolutely. it up. Yeah, absolutely. He'll still he? score well. Only six thirty, like not a huge. Oh, I like him a lot more than that. Is an attractive school, uh, attractive price. Yeah, quite cheap. Um, he's around the Fogarty mark. I like him more than Fogarty. Yeah, higher ceiling than Fogarty. Exactly, and in a better team. Mm, that's for sure. There you go. Um, Moon, you gonna talk us through the Warriors? Yeah, let's talk about the Warriors. So fantasy wise, very underwhelming. Um, but sort of the big thing to take out of this was Reese Walsh. Um. A couple of tries. He didn't look too bad for me. He had, he had five tackle breaks. Um, don't know if they persist with this option. Maybe they chuck him on a wing uh, if Fusatua is going to be out for a few weeks and chuck RTS back there. Um, you know, I didn't think it looked bad at all. Um, it's probably at base price as well, two twenty-eight k. So maybe a cheeky um, could be a cheeky um, cheapy option there. Um, he would he hit a forty-four this week, so. Yeah, don't mind that. Otherwise, RTS owners would be very worried if RTS goes to a wing um, and not to fullback. He got his hands on the ball a whole lot. Oh, actually, that's a lot. He had 22 runs. Wow. Did not see that. Less, you know, tackle breaks. And, you know, he you know, he, he wasn't in and around the try assist and all that sort of stuff. You know, less line breaks and, you know, the stuff that we used to see. He was doing less Roger RTS stuff. Um so also, I'd be if, hugely worried. Yeah, he played eighty minutes, zero tackles, zero. <laughs> yeah, the tackle stat isn't you know huge for me considering that he normally um you know it would only make between one and five as a fullback. Um, you know maybe ten on a on a huge day. Um, but it's it's the attacking stats from from him. You know more tackle breaks, a line break maybe, maybe some line break assists. But on a wing, he's just not going to get any of that because he is getting he should be getting the line breaks from his center or whoever's passing the ball. So no, I, I you know would be a sell for me. Um, I would go that far if he's going to play on a wing and not go back to fullback. Yeah, um, I think yeah, you're right. If he's named on a wing. Yeah, he's yeah. a pretty quick sell. Yeah, that's bad. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate for RTS, but very selfless. You know what he's doing is a good story. Um, you know, outside fantasy wise, what he's doing for this eighteen-year-old Reese Walsh. Um, good to see. So otherwise, um, Bailey Siren played at number seven, um, which I thought was ordinary, and um, the Warriors just didn't look like they were attacking. I mean, it had a whole lot to, you know, go to attacking-wise. It was Reese Walsh doing everything for Kemba Marlowe, and that was about it. 
Um, Kevin Marlow scored three tries and only with a 41, so a little underwhelming still. Cody Nikarima produced his lowest score in a few weeks. You know, has been pumping at 50. He's got a 28 this week in 80 minutes. Um, Josh Curran still, for me, you know, he only got a 32, but is still looking like a handy, cheapy option. Um, that included a, a sin bin, a, you know, not deserved sin bin um, as well. Uh, missed four tackles too. So, you know, he should have still, still probably scored around the 45. Um, Josh Curran... Yeah. Didn't play he 80... plays that. Oh yeah. So I was going to say, if he plays that extra ten minutes and doesn't miss those tackles, that's a completely different story. Probably scores closer to a fifty. Yeah. So I, I still like that as an option, and I think he looks really good. That try assist, he threw a a uh, pretty pretty handy ball to you know Kemamalo. To be fair, it was good hands by Kemamalo, but um, the little kick at the end was nice too. Yeah, I, I really like it. I think it looks good, looks busy, and um, I think he'll be the the edge that gets the 80-minute roll, whereas, you know, if Jack Murchie gets named um, as number 12 next week, he'll be sharing the minutes with Ben Murdoch-Basila um, for me. So, otherwise, Jazz Devanga was very underwhelming as well. Only got a 30 um, from 55 minutes. Yeah, 26 seconds. Only missed one. No er- no um, errors. So, don't know what the go was, um, was from there. Very uncharacteristic of him. So, and Ben Murdoch-Basila with 51, had a try, um, five tackle breaks and a line break. So I suppose he, and, you know, no demerits that I can see. Don't know about his penalties. Uh, it's crazy um, that 7% of people still own uh, Murdoch-Masilla, right? I'm yeah, not crazy, right? Big, no, no. <laughs> well, I, um, yeah, Tom described him as something. I don't remember your exact words, Tom. How you, oh, as subtle as... A... <laughs> oh, subtle as a brick through a window. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Can run a crash play. Yeah, and oh, that's, God. you know, close to a line. Yeah, it looks red hot, but you know, actually red hot's probably overwhelming. Um, <laughs> looks okay, but yeah. Looks I still capable. Be <laughs> <laughs> it looks, he is capable. looks adequate. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. There's not too many fantasy relevant players here. Josh, oh, actually, Sean O'Sullivan. Haven't even talked about Sean O'Sullivan. Man, that hurt a lot of teams this week, yeah. I, I would say. Um, yeah. All us boys have been hurt by Sean O'Sullivan this week in one way or another. So, yeah, don't need know. Tohu back as well. Yeah, Tohu yeah. HIA, um, he still hurt his, head, you know, some recurring head injury um, symptoms. Yep. So, I dare say he'll come back in next week. I think that they'll probably have to bring in Sean O'Sullivan again next week. Bailey Syrian did nothing for me in the half. So, um, Bailey Syrian probably go to a bench, and I think that Sean O'Sullivan has to come into play seven because Cody Nicarima just. Looked like he couldn't handle it. Um, team was on his shoulders, and his shoulders weren't big enough, apparently. So he's just a little man, just, just <laughs> a little boy. <laughs> so, a little boy. Um, yeah, I think there's a bit of work to do on this Warriors team. Um, but yeah, well, you know, keen for next week to see how they go. Anyway. Yep. Against the cows. Against the cows. Yeah. Well, loss. As long as they bring, we'll in get. A good we'll team get to that. We'll get. L. We'll get to that in the in the TLT uh, in the TLT preview, but I mean, like, what's the point? Cows, cows winning four in a row. Well, cows probably don't get beaten for the rest of the year. I, I would have thought. <laughs> if yeah. um, if you had a a big prediction for next week, what do you, what would you guys say? Oh uh, boy, Raiders are going to win. Four in a row. <laughs> Raiders are going to win. <laughs> Raiders against oh, the Knights. I don't know. 
Oh, no, no. No, that's the week after. Sorry. Yeah. South. Oh, God. No worries. We are. You're on on your own with that prediction, brother. (laughs) Now, Raiders at $2.35. Gamble responsibly. Um, I'd put the house on it. (laughs) Put your house on it. (laughs) Oh, you goose. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Easy money. It's, It's basically free money. Seriously. Is this is this what I sound like when I talk about the Cowboys? Yes, <laughs> beauty. Actually, yeah, no, interesting. But yeah, that's my that's my bold prediction. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? What's your bold prediction? Oh, I reckon Manly are going to put uh, let's say twenty four points on the Panthers. May not win, but they'll they'll definitely make it hard for them. I reckon. I I was actually going to say I reckon Manly jag this one. Oh, that is a big prediction. I reckon Manly jag this one purely because Penrith, they've got to lose it sometime, right? Ooh, I hope so. Jeez. They can't they've, just go through the whole season, right? I'm pretty sure they've got, oh, uh, yeah, they've got a relatively sort of easy run after. Like they've got the Sharks and they've got the Titans, two games they wouldn't, I wouldn't think they'd, they'd drop. And I don't know. I just, I, I think this will be the one that they'll um, maybe eye off the ball kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. It's definitely possible. Like they probably look at their next couple of games as like, oh yeah, we should be fine, and then they drop the ball and mm. come into a red hot manly team that's put yeah like seventy or eighty points on the last two teams. So that's the big possible. thing for me as well is that the Titans okay, the Titans put thirty on the bunnies but couldn't score against Manly. Yeah, and then the Tigs scored a couple of tries against um, the bunnies. And, you know, had plenty of points in them against the Cows and all that sort of stuff. But then, again, couldn't score against Manly. So, I don't know. The, the, what the, I've got the... out of that is Bunny's shit. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Love that. Yeah. Um, Definitely have, possible, though. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a player of the round? Daniel, do you want to go first? If you have a player of the round? Oh, uh, Bryce Cartwright, much improved. Bus, oh, Bryce that was mine. Absolutely. You um, mate, yeah. I mean, come on. He's come onto the bench and he's, buddy, he's put points into the Parramatta yeah. team. Like, they could have scored so many more, but, like, yeah. If they started him, you mean? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. But, um, yeah, he's, look, he's, like, he's running the ball a lot more, which is good to see. He's doing less ball playing and he's just running at the line, which he's good, as, good at as well. So, um, as long as he does less of the ball playing and more running for Parramatta and leave that to, you know, Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown to do, then he'll be fine. He'll be 100%. in that team for a while. Mooney, player of the round? Uh, for me, it has to be Dave Fafida. Um, look, I'm going to say he only got 170. He should have scored much bigger. He, he had the half uh, of the round. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did have the half round. I, I think those three tries were, you know, pretty well solo efforts too. So, yeah. Um, Nah, Dave Fafita's king. He, he was pretty good. What was the what was the stat? I think he he scored a hat trick in the first half and then touched the ball like twice or three twice. times in the second yeah. half. Two touches. What is then, that? You just don't then, pass him the ball. Then he broke like four tackles on that one run in like garbage yeah. time. He gets it and then looked dangerous. I was like, where was this for the like? I was like, you're yeah. chasing points. What's doing? Yeah. But my my player of the round's got to be Turbo for mine. I just think, oh boy. Tripod Tommy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tripod <laughs> He's dealing with a third leg, himself. apparently. I'm telling you. Apparently, he's dealing with a third leg. It just makes it even more impressive. That's Maybe that's why he's got so much strain on his hammies, because he's carrying all the extra weight. He's very, <laughs> he's, he's very front-loaded. There's a lot of strain on the hammies. Oh, Jesus. Put him I reckon that's... in a ring together. I reckon... Oh, don't. Oh, you don't. That's, that's too much arousal. 
<laughs> I reckon that's a good note to end on, gentlemen. Yeah, let's leave it at that. That's <laughs> it get better much. than that. Save the best for last. We're pe- still peaking. <laughs> well done, boys. You're telling me. Look forward to uh, look forward to next week. Thanks, Cheers, there, mate. Cheers, boys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round eight preview coming Wednesday.